Hello and welcome to the United by College Show podcast. This is episode number five. Thank you for joining us this week as we cover the latest and greatest from Serie A, your favorite league, and definitely our favorite league, right, Robbie? Yes, our favorite league with the best goalkeeper in the world, Olivier Giroud. I mean, what a wow. player. I know. Tell us more, please. I mean, you just can't ask more of the guy. We talk about him every week, about mm-hmm. how he just seems to keep aging well like a wine. It's great. That's right. He just scores goals, gets assists, and now keeping clean sheets, making saves. It's just <laughs> all in a day's work. You got to love it. You got to love it. I mean, really, uh, we, we talk about you know Lukaku all the time, right? About how he views himself as like a top five striker worldwide. It's debatable. Very debatable. It is because it's, yeah. I mean, I'd say it's not a debate because he isn't. But I, <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Uh, but, it, but you know, under the radar, uh, with no real ego involved, has always been Olivier Giroud. He's yeah. never, he's always been a steady, reliable force. And you never hear him ever saying anything about how great he is. Ever. Yeah. And more importantly, he has gray hair. Uh, so he looks <laughs> good doing it. He does. He does. That's for sure. I mean, he's half model, half soccer player out there for sure. You you got to admire the effort that it took. I mean, that that free kick uh, Genoa had when Magnan decided to uh, pull some WWE level moves. I mean, I swear <laughs> to God, I thought he was trying to get the guy's brain out of his head. And it oh, could have yeah. happened. It could have happened, you know? Yeah. Magnan looked <laughs> baffled that he got the red. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, this is the easiest mm-hmm. red. Like, there's yeah. just no chance. Absolutely. That he has a, on the ball. Like, what are you doing, man? You I have to be know. way smarter than that. Yeah. Especially his size. But hey, when you have a backup goalkeeper that's Olivier Drew, that class, I mean, <laughs> right. it's not going to matter. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it didn't matter, right? Because he cl- he kept a clean sheet, like you yeah. said. He, he maybe did he's it. Maybe Olivier... He starts against Juventus. I mean, that's the honestly, next game. I mean, right? Not as a striker, not? as a goalkeeper. <laughs> and then, wait, hold on. Even better, he can come out and attack at certain yeah. points. You know what? You, Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> who needs Manuel Neuer? You can ask have Olivier that. Giroud. I mean, it, it's amazing when you consider uh, the way he defended. Also. That during the, during the last play there, I mean, that was baffling. He went, and I mean, that was a dangerous play, and he went oh, yeah. all out. He attacked it. It was great. That was beautiful. And then, let's not, we can't skip this game without talking about the fact that Pulisic apparently wanted to go into goal, and rightly so, he was denied the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, Pulisic isn't exactly, like, the tallest guy. No, like, no. I, I mean, we have no idea what his goalkeeping skills would be, but like he, uh, Drew seems like a logical choice. Yeah. Again, yeah. we don't know what kind of history any of them have playing net other than pickup, but like <laughs> Pulisic doesn't seem like a great choice in that. No, way. no, he does not. It, it seems like a, a forceful thing um, to, to, to see Pulisic in goal. I think he he had his game proved that he belongs where he is. Let's just keep him there. Yeah, he had a hell of a goal. He really he's the reason why they 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 won. Yeah, that was great composure. Took it down, volley, back of the net, bang. Assisted by his American brethren. That's right. I I, I feel like they're finally starting to get their rhythm about them. It looks like they're getting to 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 a point where. The chemistry is building. And it's great to see because that could have a lot uh, to do with how they play in a national team, right? Especially given the yeah. fact that these two are seen as the pieces for the future of this U.S. national team. Agreed. So looking forward to seeing what happens there. But let's discuss for a second what this means for Milan and Magnan because that was a very bizarre. And you said this. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure how he's shocked either. What, what do you make of it? I mean, I like being aggressive and like 
being proactive, seeing, oh, your defender's not winning that ball, coming out, trying to get there. But right. he doesn't even come close. No, and then he just no. knees the guy in the chest, shoulder, head area. Like, what? Right. what are you doing? Like, you have exactly. to be smarter about it in that spot. Because now you should have just stayed in, like, been more passive than being exactly. aggressive for that moment if you're going to get a red. You're putting yourself yeah. and your team in a way worse spot. No, I completely agree. I mean, you're absolutely right. He, he definitely, uh, he was lucky that Giroud apparently has uh, good goalkeeper genes in him. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you're right. He definitely put Milan in a vulnerable spot. And I mean, if this wasn't Genoa, right? If this was, let's say, Champions League and you're playing against a much better opponent, you could potentially have just sealed your fate. But yeah, and I mean... You don't get that opportunity. And now your next game is Juventus. Not right. exactly... Like, that's one of the matches you circle, and he's not going to be there for it. So, again, not a great decision. No, no, it's not. I completely agree. Um, And as far as not great decisions are concerned here, uh, I do want to examine just one quick thing. It wasn't much made of this, but I saw the the replay for this. It was the eighth minute, um, and what seemed like a, a penalty. Uh, when Vasquez, the Genoa uh, left winger, I believe, was on uh, in the Milan box, and he seemed to have been tripped up by uh, the Milan defender. I forget who that was. Uh, if you could by uh, Florenzi. Me. Yes, Florenzi. That's right. Thank you. Uh, what do you make of that? That seemed like he did, like if he did get tangled partially. Uh, what do you make of it? I felt that was a fine no call. It's mm-hmm. it's tough because it, their feet do like you said their feet get tangled, so it's it's tough. Like it's a mutual coming together. It would be harsh to see it given as a Inter fan. I would love to see it given, but <laughs> I think overall, like it, if it's a fifty fifty call, I'm fine yeah. letting play. Like don't let a penalty decide decide a yeah. game. No, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think that would have been, I think it was good that it wasn't given. I think there would have been a lot of controversy around it, uh, given you know just the incidental nature of it. It looked, mm-hmm. it didn't look like it was on purpose. Look, Florenzi was running, and you know that's just what happens, unfortunately, sometimes. But uh, before we get too wrapped up in this game, as good as it as, as entertaining as it was, uh, let's jump, just jump across the pond here, shall we? Uh, let's visit. The Inter Bologna match. Uh, this game we spoke about last week, right? It was going to be a challenging match. It always is. Yep. Not not how you draw it up from an Inter standpoint. However, I felt great 15 minutes in. 2 mm-hmm. nothing. Champions win those games. You, That's right. You don't you don't allow two goals and allow Bologna to come back into that. Oh, it's exactly. just, you go up to nothing and mm-hmm. that game you're at home game's done. You, that game is done. And they let them quickly back into it with that penalty. Yeah. And then second half Bologna came out firing and yep. Not sure really what happened on the goal, but like summer is his feet are planted he mm-hmm. ain't diving or anything. It's not like Xerxes had some fabulous shot. He just no. passed it into the net. Like Exactly. It seemed like a miscommunication. And then he just was like, all right, I'm just going to pass it into an open net because Summer That's isn't right. diving. Um, and then, yeah, just Inter couldn't find a third. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed rather bizarre. I mean... Uh... You have to give it to Bologna, right? Because they always seem to harass Milan, uh, Inter Milan, sorry, uh, constantly. And so you have to give it to them. I mean, Rossellini had a great goal. Zerki uh, came up big for them. They played hard. And the guy you keep mentioning every week is Ferguson. He really seems to just be coming up clutch for this Bologna team. He seems to yeah. just be coming, giving them every uh, chance to, to stay in the game week in and week out. Yeah, I thought he played well. Um, obviously, he got the assist for Xerxes and seemed like he created chances. Right. Um, 
the whole game. He certainly was getting under a lot of interplayers' skins. He That's right. kept drawing fouls mm-hmm. um, and was constantly a thorn in their side. Absolutely. I mean, and that's reflected. If you look at the stats for this, uh, the expected goals for Bologna was actually 1.32, whereas the expected goals for Inter were 0.72. That, that says something about the nature of this game. Yeah, it also has to do with, like, Lataro's, I think I saw it, their, his expected goal on right. the goal was mm-hmm. 0.02. Right. right. It was just yeah. an absolute wonder strike. <laughs> just yeah. flies in. Not sure what happened on the corner either. Like a cherry just headed it on goal. That's it. It just there wasn't anything fancy about it. Just run front yeah. post, boom, tap it, and it just right in. No one yeah, even I mean, moved. You can't ask for more, right? I mean, that's the thing. You, 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 those are the goals you take, right? Those are the things you do need to just do right because they're there. Yeah, and he did. Um, Skorupski was just looking around, being like, "Hey, fellas, what uh, <laughs> what are we doing?" Right. Yeah. What's going on here? And, uh, you know, Trevi took took care of that. Uh, speaking of, by the way, I mean, this guy, uh, we spoke about it in the offseason. What a great pickup. It was such a cheap pickup for you guys. A good way to bolster your defense. Trevi plays his heart out every game. I agree. It's great. I love that man. <laughs> I'm sure he shares those feelings mutually for you. Yes. Oh, of course um, he does. He knows me. <laughs> Specifically, Robbie, and then yes. another another man that you love so dearly. I'm not sure if he reciprocates, but you, I know you love him very much, very dearly. Is uh, Lautaro Martinez? I mean, ten goals. This mm. My what guy, a player. I mean, wow, beautiful. <laughs> what a player. That goal was just class. He is awesome. Talk about yeah. top five striker in the world. We can talk oh, I about know. that. Yeah, mm. you could argue that he's top two right now. That's a little high, but you know, hey, you know, I'm. I mean, I love him, so sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you could argue. I didn't say it would be convincing. I'd say you could mm. argue. You know, you could argue. But I'll I'll yeah. stick to top five for now. <laughs> that that's fair. That's fair. You know what? Um, the reality is, though, he is flying high. You can't deny that. Ten goals at this point, and we're only just now. Finishing week eight of Serie yep. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, I can't even wait to see what happens next. And uh, Hopefully 30. Well, I mean, that'd be amazing. Let's not forget about the, uh, let's not forget about the uh, assist man here, right? I mean, Marcos Taram, we can't keep like, our, his name out of our mouths the entire season so far. He has come in and really set himself up for success on this team. Yeah, he's just been a menace going forward. He hasn't hasn't really shown on the goal sheet from like a goal standpoint, mm-hmm. but he has found the channels, finding Dumfries on the right, finding mm-hmm. Toro. It just feels like he's making all the right reads. And Agreed. it look right now looks like an unbelievable free free signing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and what a young signing too. I mean, he's got plenty of years ahead. If he can keep this up, boy. You guys have a, a heck of a player in your hands. And just hopefully it helps uh, recruit his brother. That'd be great. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> so uh, Kefram actually is coming to Juve. Okay. So don't don't push your luck. <laughs> don't push your luck, sir. All right. We already you got one. We had the first one I back in the know. day. Now you guys got Marcus. We'll get Kefram. Okay. So please. No, just, no, 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 no. Let, let's, let's, let's just not you know be too selfish here. <laughs> uh jokes aside though uh great game really you wanted to see Inter come out but it the reality is you have to give Bologna the credit that they deserve and you have to give Thiago Mota the credit that he deserves because he yeah. really has cemented this this team as a hard to play against team yeah and I feel like now we're gonna start when we talk about Sassuolo we talk about Berardi and That's right. how, wow, I can't believe he hasn't gone to the like big teams yet. And I mm-hmm. feel like we certainly could see that same story with mm-hmm. Orsolini. Because it just feels like yeah. he's so good. He's just so impactful for the way Bologna plays. 
and he's constantly a menace and just a thorn in your side. Yes. And he's getting called up to, or he's getting just on the outskirts of the Italian team. That's we'll right. see if he becomes a late call up with injury news, but he's just been unbelievable. No, I mean, uh, he, uh, He's definitely got a bright future ahead. Uh, and I remember, I mean, tracking him some years back because he, he was part of the Juve system for a while there uh, until we did sell him uh, eventually. But uh, he always seemed like he could become something. Uh, so we'll see where this, this takes, uh, whether this takes off rather or not. Uh, I do have high hopes for him. I always have them. Uh, speaking of the same team, that did have his rights at some point. Juventus, my club. The, well, okay. The club that was. The club that is trying to figure out what it is. And I'm not quite sure where they're currently heading, but we did win this week, okay? 2-0 against Torino in a derby della mole. What a game, I guess. It was a game. <laughs> it was a game. Okay. You seem so <laughs> you seem so enthused. I know, what a I? <laughs> well, okay, yeah, so I mean, like you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh I maybe I'm underselling it, okay. But you tell me your opinion on this before I muddle it with some, you know, pessimism. I mean there's no Kiesa, no Vlaovic, so That's right. Kostic is your guy. Mm-hmm. And he did exactly what you wanted. He played great. Yep. But it's, yeah, when those two players aren't in, it's not going to be entertaining football. It's, no, no, not at it's all. just going to be grind and grind and grind. And hopefully your opponent doesn't really create much. And hey, 2 0, done and dusted, on to the next game. That's, I mean, that's, this is the thing about Juventus. They're not. Mm-hmm beautiful footy it's just not no no and it's never going to be that way with allegri and that's no fine like you don't need to play beautiful football to win no you don't but you could win one nothing Mourinho ball Mm -hmm. and like that is what it is and that's fine and now as a fan i understand you're might not be enthused about it but Mm -hmm. hey three points are three points and that's what they came away with in a big derby oh absolutely I mean, uh, this is, uh, in, 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 again, no way am I taken away from, from Juve. Uh, I think there are just some disappointing factors that come away from, uh, you come away from this game feeling like, okay, if we perform like this against Torino, it's one thing, right? Uh, unfortunately, this kind of play won't work very well against an Inter or a Milan, right? Or a Napoli or even bigger teams across Europe. That's, that's my problem. And I, wasn't watching this game and feeling like, oh, well, actually, that that fear of mine was just solved. It didn't feel that way because I look at this game and I say, okay, Moise Ken, again, really underwhelming. Um, he had that goal ruled out by VAR. Again, it just seems like he's always getting <laughs> these goals ruled out by VAR. Poor, poor guy. His confidence is taking a beating. But uh, he, again, I mean, granted, he had that gorgeous touch on that ball first of all he must i don't know what kind of he must take go to the zlatan ibrahimovic <laughs> school of like acrobatics because that was impressive i couldn't do that in my best day um, oh no but but uh when when it comes to scoring where in the heck is he that's my real question uh without milik in this game really we kind of be screwed and he seems like the only real backup we have. And he is a solid backup option. Additionally, I'm looking at Kostic. He's our only real assist provider outside of Chiesa. And then Gatti got lucky. He just so happened to be there, which is great. I mean, you want to take those chances. And I'm happy for him because he had that just, uh, you know. Hey, that was world class. Yeah, well, okay, fine. You know what? We'll call that it world class world own goal. Class own goal. World <laughs> that class. was a world class own goal. But, yeah. But half the like half the time it's if you're in the right place at the right time, that's 100%. that's half the battle. And that's a skill. Cristiano Ronaldo did that well. Now, he of did. course he obviously had skill to provide that. But of course, of still. 
But Unless you're saying, hold on, are you saying no, no, that Federico no, no. Gatti nope, is Cristiano Ronaldo? Are we? Is this yes, what we're saying? Yes, here? yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes okay. Yes, yes, yes. But like, so I brought this up in previous podcasts. Like, mm-hmm. this is what happens when you don't have this extremely creative midfielder. Exactly. So you're just gonna rely on the Kiesavlavich or Kostic. Kostic. That's right. Like McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio are not going to be guys who are just going to create chances left and right. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take one of those, oh, you're in the right place, right time kind of moments when you feel this kind of 11. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, lacking creativity in that middle. Um, I mean, granted, we did get rid of Dybala, right? He was our creative engine. Uh for better or worse, we got rid of him. I mean, you could make arguments any which way on that one, and I'm not exactly mad that they did that, uh, as we see with Roma, unfortunately, right now. But um, I, I would say some of the you know sort of star performers in this game were it seemed like our back line, at least Danilo and Gatti played well. Bremer, eh, another uh, mad game from him. Locatelli played well, and then that's pretty much it. Kostic obviously had a great game. He probably had the, the best game out of uh, of anyone on the team. But it just seems like they keep churning out these average performances, and uh, they're not very convincing victories because you consider the opponent. You're not exactly feeling like inspired that okay, well, when they play Milan, are they going to be able to pull off this kind of a game? When there's pressure coming from Pulisic, who's just playing amazingly right. And you got a guy in Giroud who apparently you have to not only defend up front, but you have to you have to deal with him in the, in the net too. So we'll we'll see where that goes. It'll definitely be um, a good, good watch. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will be. But uh, before we get too wrapped up in that, that was a good game. Good three points for Juve. Uh, we move on now to uh, next week's matchup with Milan. But uh, let's now move on to. Uh, I think for me, a very surprising result, and you tell me what you think of it, but the Lazio-Atalanta game resulting in a uh, Lazio victory of 3-2. What, what do you think? We talked about this before. It's all about what Lazio you're going to get. Are yeah. you going to get the one that beat Napoli mm-hmm. so convincingly or just the one that continues to drop points? Right. And Tati Castellanos. That man yeah. came to play, and so did the whole team. Matthias Vizina, I mean, I can't say anything more positive about him. He's just the best. He's great. Love that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just you start off with the own goal, but then Tati doubles it, eleventh mm-hmm. minute. So it's like, all right, you're in cruise control. But Atalanta are always going to be that offensive firepowered team. That's and right. Got their way back in, and then the inevitable Matias Vizino. What a player. You got, I mean, they, they definitely played their hearts out. Um, you know, the Atlanta, Atalanta back, uh, back line, again, questionable. Right? We talked about this before. Uh, they really do lack uh, that reliability back there. Uh, additionally, yeah, I mean, you, sorry, go ahead. When you have Kalasinak, as a center back, it's mm-hmm. just not not ideal. I mean, Scalvini, no, great. no, we we love that man, right? And he's he's going to sign for Inter, of course. Um, oh, is that but, is that so? Yeah, that yeah, so? Okay. yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about <laughs> one of the best young center backs in the world. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. I mean, he's nineteen. It's wild how it's good wild. he is. Um, oh, absolutely, completely. But yeah, when you can't like class snack is just not it. And no. I mean, he scored. So, like, you know, that's good for him. But, yeah, yeah, you can't be losing to this Lazio team if you're Atalanta. It's just, it just can't happen. No, no, they're in Champions League. They came in Mm -hmm. second last year. But this team just, I'll say the same about Roma. They're just not that good. No, no, they're not. I completely agree. It's, it's not a, not a team that's very convincing at all. Uh, I mean, Lazio, been in pretty poor form so far. We've talked about this at that length about their poor start to the season. Maybe this is their turning around point, or maybe it's not. 
Uh, I thought that were also greatly affected by the fact that CDK and Skamaka just were nowhere to be found in this game. It was just like they were ghosts on the field. I mean, how do you how do you explain that? Yeah, him and Pasolich, also a ghost. Like right. it's just you can't have that many players just not showing up ready to play. No. And it felt like I don't know, maybe they thought kickoff was thirty minutes later. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just, you know, didn't sleep well the night before. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Something. They were ready for um, international break. Honestly, it seems like it, but it's uh it definitely seems like a bizarre game. You you kinda look at it and you say, Well, I guess you know, this is just how it turned around this time, but you could very well see the next one ending up differently. It's it's really it's a really a toss up the way that these two teams played this game. But you love to see high scoring games. So I'm not gonna complain. I love to see definitely not twos. complain. Absolutely. Um let's let's just quickly cover though. Lazio's game against Celtic in the Champions League. They won, which I'm happy to see. I'm really happy to see, in fact. Uh, Because Lazio historically seemed to just struggle against these teams like Celtic. What do you make of their victory? I mean, Celtic is... for In terms of Champions League, I don't want to take Mm -hmm. anything away from them. Really right. bad. Like, yeah. as a pot four team, like, if you're a bigger team, you love facing Celtic because they're just oh, not absolutely. good enough. They're great. Like, if you watch the Scottish Premier League, they are fun to watch. They look great. But the yeah. talent level there is not the same. And no. Lazio just got to be putting the, the game to bed earlier. 95th minute, absolutely. you can't be waiting for Pedro, Pedro or a goalkeeper to save. And that might be yeah. Lazio's thing. Last minute goals to just keep their hopes alive, four points mm-hmm. in two games isn't the worst. Like you'll take that as a Lazio fan, right. especially with how their form in the league has gone. Haven't lost yet, one win, mm-hmm. one draw. They'll take that. Well, of course, I mean they, they they definitely put uh, put in enough effort to, to to pull away with it. But you just like you just said, uh, this game could have very very easily ended up one one. And uh, that says something about uh, the Lazio team uh, again. And I don't want us to spend too much time on that because I think we've hammered away at that exact point over and over again. Uh, I hope we don't have to keep hammering away at it for the rest of the season, but we'll see. Uh, either way, they won, took three points uh, off. Now they're second in the group. They've still got some time to go. There's no real... Uh, you know, nothing nothing to be really told here story wise because uh well Champions League season is young at this point. Plenty plenty of time to go. Uh they could easily drop the ball. But anyways, moving on away from this matchup and let's talk just briefly about uh the Milan Dortmund matchup. Um just a, an unconvincing performance by Milan again. Yeah, just uh, it was it it was a game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was football that was played. They def there should have been goals. Yeah, yeah. Did it, it? It wasn't necessarily a good zero zero. It was just kind no. of a zero zero. Like yeah. you know, some some of those zero zero games you get, you're like, all right, these games they're awesome. Like that was a exciting zero zero chess match Absolutely. where it was just back and forth. It just couldn't go for either team. This was mm-hmm. just a. Yep, that was 90 <laughs> minutes of football. Like, I'll never get that time back in my life. <laughs> nope. It it just kind of reminds me again of the Newcastle-Milan game, right? Same same sort of... Uh, there was some more... Some It was a little more action in that game, but not much more. Yeah, that just game felt was definitely very dry. a little bit more exciting for me. It just like... I mean, both zero zeros that they've yeah, yeah. played, but that one felt like a little bit more of a zero zero. You had the anticipation of Newcastle being in the Champions League again. There were a lot of chance. Milan were all over them, just nonstop, and and Newcastle was a bend don't break. And it was all right. Like we're seeing some chances. There's going to be goals eventually, and then mm-hmm. they just never came. In the uh, yeah, Dortmund Milan, you just I don't think I ever was like, yeah, there's 
definitely going to be goals in this game. At right. some point, I was like, wow, this is, yeah. Good thing I'm watching the Glosso show, so I'm watching everything <laughs> else. I'm seeing goals somewhere else. Right, right, of course. I mean, uh, you're right. It's just very uninspiring. Um, and, and you, I, you know, at this point, you expect more from this Milan team. You expect a lot more than this. You expect I at do. least one goal to come out of this uh, creative e- offense that really, I mean, has shown uh, – this the beginning of the season, what they are capable of, and, and you really have grown to expect that fire in uh, in Pulisic. And I feel like again, he was kind of neutralized. Yeah, and you thought maybe like, oh, you're playing a former team, you want to make send a message, right? And especially since you guys have they hadn't won yet, but alas, we did not see the Italian form of Milan. No, we did not, which uh, is a shame because it doesn't really bode well. Uh, at least I, I don't think it bodes very well for Milan if they keep this form up for the rest of this Champions League season. Uh, I feel like they do have to wake up at some point. Um, if they don't, they're really going to risk creating a scenario where they very well end up leaving the group stage early. Yeah, I mean... You're in the group of death. Newcastle, right. PSG, Dortmund. That is what it is. But at some point, you got to win games. Now, granted, exactly. they're not losing games. So, like, they're very much in the group still. Mm-hmm. And worst case, you come in third, you go down to Europa. Um, because then they genuinely could win Europa. Um, right. But, of course, that's not their aspiration. They want to be in the Champions League. They want to. No, of course not. They are Italians. Champions League club. That's right. Um, so they want to add one of those trophies again, more. Oh, exactly. But, I mean, it, it's definitely one of those things where uh, they, they're going to have to hopefully figure out what they've been doing wrong, why they've been falling so flat. Uh, before we um, conclude talking about Milan-related teams, let's talk about the uh, Inter win over Benfica uh, in the Champions League. Group D. What do you uh, what do you make of it? You know, we were coming off a four goal substitute performance from Lautaro, and um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was just talking about how he was a top five straighter. Uh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> woof! Talk about a guy who gets a thousand chances, and yeah. it felt like, all right, why, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. how is this ball not in that game? Should have been eight nothing. It. it <laughs> wasn't close it never felt close right and it inter were all over them creating a ton of chances and toro hit the post twice and just yep. the ball wouldn't go in the back of the net thankfully taram broke through great run mm-hmm. by dumfries laying it off honestly at that point i was starting to have like shakhtar trubin flashbacks of the <laughs> zero zero draws that happened every time they played Shakhtar yeah. and Trubin mm-hmm. was in net. I'm like, maybe it's like just a Trubin factor. He's just got this weird aura about him that is going to be zero zero every time Inter plays him. And yeah. thankfully that didn't happen. And no, no, and, it didn't. and they got the job done. Got three points. Crucial. You're now tied with Sociedad at four. You got Salzburg on deck two times. Mm-hmm. Just take care of business and then you don't have to worry about easy as that. That's right. I mean, uh, they, they definitely took care of business here the way I expected them to granted. Like you said, uh, I definitely, I mean, (laughs) you look at the 21 shots on uh, on goal. uh, I'm sorry, 21 shots total and an eight on goal uh, on target. Um, You you expect more than one goal. Uh, Their XG for this game was 3.81. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Like it, it wasn't just like, oh, he hit the post. These no, were clear-cut chances that were, you are finishing these. You're in the form of your right. life. You scored four goals on the weekend, and now you just can't find <laughs> right. the back of the net. I was just sitting there. I'm like, all right, I really hope this isn't like the lull we get with Lautaro that we get every yeah. January. Yep. Uh, really hoping wasn't that it wasn't about to start, and then he scores on the weekend again. But um, 3.8 to 0.3 is just – it's exactly what you expect. Like you exactly. expect a way better out of the scoreline. But you do. that's 
when you watched that game, you were like, yep, mm-hmm. that's that's it. And then when you, someone tells you it was one nothing, you're just like, that that doesn't make sense because it no. should have been like an eight. It it should have been a blowout. It should mm-hmm. have been a comfortable win. Absolutely, but it was it was not. Unfortunately, well, at least they pulled that three points out, right? Yeah. And, uh, and now hey. they're second place. Yep. And the only reason no, they're no. not first is just goal difference. Exactly. Yeah. It's they were head to head. They tied. Tied. So see that. I would say that you know they're they're in good in good shape at this point, especially if they can keep this form running. There's no reason to think why they can't just come out of uh, this group having won it. No reason I whatsoever. Uh, I do want to quickly cover uh, the Europa League because uh, we did have some positive results out of that. Uh, Atalanta played Sporting CP. Uh, that was a 2-1 Atalanta win. They played well. Uh, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I just, I mean, they were clearly the better team. And yes. I've said before, it, it's hard to play on the road in Portugal. So mm-hmm. credit to them. Um, it was Actually, a very entertaining game. Um, Sporting got one through a penalty, but it still felt both teams were creating chances. It's mm-hmm. a typical Atlanta game. There's going to be goals. Um, that's right. It was good. And like I said, with Inter, at the end of the day, they got the three points, and that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, and this was, you're right. It was an entertaining game. I mean, you look at the shots on target and shots overall, and you see a very even game, very evenly matched in every regard. Uh, and they were just sort of playing back and forth. Uh, this is the kind of game you want to see. And this is why, honestly, uh, the Europa League has become one of my favorite competitions because some of these matches that you're missing in a Champions League, you really get to see in the lower levels, uh, like the Europa League. Yeah, and it's great for an Atalanta. Like, I mean, of course, they made the semifinal of Champions League in 2020. But that's right. This is a competition that it, they can win. And I mean, their group, exactly. they're gonna, they should top this group now that they beat Sporting. I mean, mm-hmm. the other two teams are Sturm Graz and Raka Shestachawa. Don't know if I pronounced that right. Sorry if I didn't. But <laughs> Atalanta has no business losing to either of those teams. No. So no, it's not at all. it was them versus Sporting to come out on top of the group, if not mm-hmm. coming in second. But for Europa, it's a big deal to come in first compared to second. Because if you come in second, you have to face that third place Champions League team in an extra round while well, you get a buy if you're a pot one a first place team. Yeah, I mean this could this could have real uh consequences uh for them. Uh this Atlanta team I think deserves to have a spot uh at the very minimum in the Europa League. Uh, I think they you're right. I think they can win this. They have the quality, they have the ability, they consistently show us why we really just love watching this team. Uh, week in and week out. Uh, why they've made fans of so many so many people across the spectrum of, you know, me as a UV fan. I I, have, I, I can't even uh, tell you how how much I enjoyed those uh, high-scoring games from a few seasons ago when pa- uh, Papu <laughs> Gomez was just lighting it up with Ilicic. I mean, what a team. It was and Gasparini's still keeping it up. He's still yeah. keeping it up. You got to love that. And uh, just before we uh, wrap talking about the uh, Europa League here, let's uh, not forget about Roma. Again, Lukaku and Belotti. I mean, wow. You know, I, I expect this. This is what I want from this Roma team. Yeah, I mean, you got to be. When you look at this group, you just, I mean, Servette, you got to be exactly. for nothing. It's, it is what it is. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm glad they are scoring, but that's just... That's taking care of business. Completely agreed. Uh, they, they had to win this. But how many times have we said this before? How many times have we said this before about this? Yeah, team? that's true. You know, they generally do play down to their competition. But hey, props to them. They, they beat the two bad up. teams in the group by a lot. Yep. And now you get Slavia Prague, who probably are, you know, a fine team. Russia right. should still beat beat them very handingly, handedly, but we'll find out. I certainly hope that happens. Now, I uh, don't want to move on from Roma uh, because I, I think it's kind of tied to their performance against Cagliari. 
where, uh, well, they won 4-1. I mean, again, it's an, another convincing performance. Paolo Dybala again injured. It just... It's... Why? Why can this man not stay healthy? He's so good, but no. he can never stay on the pitch. Sometimes no. the best a bit avail uh, the best ability is mm-hmm. availability. And absolutely he is never available. And Lukaku no. looks great. We Oh he we does gotta talk about Lukaku does look awesome and he's doing he exactly does. what we thought he would do. Score mm-hmm. goals at will because that's what he does. He did have a quote with uh Fabrizio Romano uh tweeted it out saying how, oh, you know, I'm not a person who talks. I let my skill do it. And I, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the same guy. Yeah. Sink, sip your tea. You know, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, this man actually had an interview while employed at Chelsea football club. Yeah. Still technically employed there, but employed there. And was talking about how much he loved Inter Milan. Like, man, what are you talking about? You don't yeah. talk. Like, just right. It's the most right. infuriating thing when he says oh, stuff is. like this because mm-hmm. we get it. You're you're a good striker. You are not a yeah. great striker, but you're no, good. No. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just so frustrating. <laughs> oh, of course, it like, is. Course. dude, just. I I don't know even know what to say. When I saw that quote, I just laughed. I was like, "You you don't have to say stuff like that." Well, someone just needs like, to remind him to stop talking. To be perfectly frank, uh, every once in a while, or just someone just needs be to be honest. Say. Like, like yeah. it's okay to own it. Like Zlatan owned it. Right. Just be Zlatan, I guess. You know. <laughs> well, you know that's we the irony, right? At least. Right, exactly. I mean, but that's the thing, right? I mean, Zlatan never, never made anyone think that he was loyal to one any one team. Maybe, maybe you could argue, right, that Milan was sort of his mm-hmm. his club, right? He has this emotional tie to that one team. But Lukaku, you're right. I mean, he has made this mess for himself. This is his mess. He went from uh, apparently just a an interista to oh, I have to go back to Chelsea, guys, just because you know I have unfinished business. Then he comes back in the most Lukaku way possible, like you mentioned in that interview, and then he implodes his chances after imploding Inter's chances to win the the, the final. Let's be serious. Um, I just I I agree with you, but honestly, if he just kept his mouth closed more often and just did what he did, maybe we wouldn't be sitting here having negative conversations about him. Yeah, I don't know. It's not really. It's not even just about like him, like not talking. Like, like I like be vocal. Do say whatever you want. That's fine. But just don't lie to everyone and and yourself. Like, don't say I love this club. I would never like leave this club. And then boom, leaves a month later. It just it it consistently happens in his career yeah. as we go. It's right. All right, I get it. You. You love it here, and then all of a sudden, you don't love it here. All right, well, which one is it? And then it Mm -hmm. happens at another club, and then another one. It's just like, man, you're you're a good striker, (laughs) but you're not worth all this nonsense. No, no, and and that's what I mean by like he he maybe needs to like. I I really just what what I'm saying is I I think he needs to be more selective because he clearly can't contain himself in terms of lying. He he wants to like. (laughs) He wants to be liked by everyone, everyone, and every fan base he goes to. Seemingly, with that, seemingly comes him wanting to make it seem like he is a, a Romanista, an Interista, a, a Juventus. He was he was this yeah. close to joining Juventus. Okay, he was he would have likely joined, and he would have had this whole thing where I've been a boyhood fan. I was born with a Juve jersey on mm-hmm. and a zebra, you know, at the hospital. It's like no, 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 you weren't, dude. It's okay. You don't need to have been born with a zebra in your in your you know uh, labor process, but no. please don't bull. Uh, you know what, everyone. Yeah, and it's all like you don't have to be Tati. Like, not everyone's Tati, and they play for this one club their whole life, and they're right. elite, and they're great, and they exactly. embody that club. 
if you give your all for that badge right. while you're playing for that team, mm-hmm. it's okay. Just exactly. don't say, oh, I am this team. I am this and I'm great. I'm great. This is great. Like, I love this place. I'll never leave this place and then leave said place. And then that's like, right. Act like it's not your fault. It's like if you like asked him, he probably he'd list like 10 things that weren't his fault. Absolutely. Like, and then like, oh, like I was mad at Inter because I didn't start the final and I mm-hmm. deserve to start the final. And then you watch that game. No, he didn't deserve to start the final. You absolutely. You missed a thousand chances, not not a thousand, but he missed a lot of chances that he he should have scored. If you are this great player, absolutely, I could rant about that for five hours, though. I completely agree with you. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right, and I think it's 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 important to not for us to get too too uh, sidetracked (laughs) by Lukaku, right? Because um, I I think it it's about time. I've complained about this man. A lot. And you know this. I've talked to you about Belotti and what I think of him. And I think you as well have spoken at length about the fact that Belotti is just uh, always been this mid player, very much so mid player. But he is actually playing up to what I thought he could be. He had three goals between Roma's game against Servet and Cagliari. Masla Lukaku in that in that respect. He's playing very, very well this season. Yeah, and I, I don't think last season didn't do him service. It, it he is not as bad as what he was last season. No, no, I he agree. is a quality striker. I wouldn't say a great striker, but he right. is good for a Roma esque team. He's going to score mm-hmm. some goals, and he's a type of striker that I think of when I think, oh, in the right place at the right time. It just feels like he's that kind of striker. He isn't this like unbelievable beat you with pace score 20 goals and plus goals in a season he's just a quality 10 to 15 goals gets it done when you need it and yeah and we're seeing that now he's playing in the europa league you know he's doing well that's great i i think balotti's a nice guy he seems to do well says nice things and hey yeah good for him and he keeps pretty quiet, to be perfectly frank. He doesn't exactly talk too much. Yeah. He keeps pretty quiet. You don't hear Belotti talking about he's a top 10 striker in Europe, uh, no. which is probably for the better. That probably that's wouldn't a, That's self-awareness. Well. Yeah, that's <laughs> something Lukaku seems to lack a little of. Maybe he can teach him all about that. I'm, um, I'm for having that kind of attitude. Like, I like when a striker is like, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. That like that's fine for me with Lukaku. It's just like it's, it's just okay. you got to back it up at some point. In I will say spots. he is the best of one thing. He is the best shot stopper I've ever seen in my life. Two for two, hundred percent save percentage. Okay. With Inter, he blocked two essential. I, I, we don't have to talk about. It. We, yeah, we, we don't do. have to no, talk do. about the, the, the Europa League final. <laughs> the Europa League final. Champions League final, both of them. I saw them. I oh, I can't. Man. It's Gotta dumbfounding. It. I, it, yeah. Again, I could rant about this for five hours. Nope. I am. I'm done with Lukaku. Done. I do want to talk <laughs> about this one man before uh, before we move on from these uh, these games though. Spinazzola. I I was just so happy to see him playing this well against Cagliari. Yeah, he's one of the best left backs in Serie A when healthy. Problem is he hasn't been healthy. Um, no, hopefully he can be healthy, and then we'll see him with Italy, and then continue on. It'll be great. I feel like part of the issue too is the way uh, he's been used, unfortunately, as well. It's so it's not just uh, the healthiness. Uh, uh, it seems to be just the way Mourinho also plays his tactic choice. Uh, That's fair. Tactical choices. I'm sorry. It seems to really limit him because he really is that free flowing left back. He's an offensive first guy. He's not like, this is not the guy you have uh, to, to fill in your gap defensively. He's fine, serviceable in that regard, but you want him there to exploit that left wing. And yeah, he and is I think so that, good at that. Yeah, he's unbelievable going forward. And I feel like with Roma's deficiencies in the back line, it makes him more reserved and takes away mm-hmm. his best ability sometimes, especially Absolutely. since. Roma have the anti 
Juventus problem. Like, <laughs> Awar and Dybala are great creative players, and then you have exactly. the Lukaku to score the goals. So mm-hmm. they're not really lacking creativity in certain areas, and it's always just no, like, no. oh, we're letting in really bad goals with That's right. how bad our back line and mm-hmm. our terrible goalkeeper. Well, it takes the steam out of the game, right? Uh, yeah. You know, if your if your team is already down uh, every single time, it, it kind of uh, kills the mood. It's hard to play vibe football at that point when you're just getting crushed, right? As you would love to say, as you so yeah. lovingly That's say a- every time, total vibes. Yeah. Um, but they really can't do that. Uh, speaking of total vibes football, by the way, how about we talk about this Napoli Fiorentina game? I mean, what what a game! And this Fiorentina team, again, just seriously coming out of nowhere. Mr. Italiano. What a manager. He sees Napoli on the road in Naples and is like, I am going to play my football. And they played it. I mean, what a performance. What a team. He was so good that Rudy Garcia was out of there. At the end of the game. See ya. So wait, did he fire him? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Oh, yeah. Mr. Italiano was like, you are out of here. We respect Spalletti. (laughs) But yeah, what a performance from Fiorentina. Oh, absolutely. It just, it was all put together. It was a master class. And Nico Gonzalez on cherry on top at the, the end of the game. Yeah, that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. I mean, I, I gotta love this. I, I man, I, I missed I, the fact that we missed out on Parisi during the off season, and Fiorentina got him was a shock to me. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. And he is actually proving to be a great, great signing, and for nothing. I mean, really nothing. When you consider what what talent uh, they, they purchased, uh, he had an assist, and he had a hell of a game. I mean, this whole team had a hell of a game. Bonaventura seems to just be defying age again. It's unbelievable. Every game. Wow. When he left AC Milan, right, uh, everyone just sort of said, ah, yeah, this is his swan song. This is it. Like, he's gone. He's done. That's it, right? No. He's been, honestly, in some ways, the heartbeat of this team. Yeah, it just feels like everyone... Yeah, everyone looks at that leadership Mm because they're generally... I mean, Arthur's up there Duncan is up there um and they're the engines in the midfield with Bonaventura and it just everyone looks to him and then he just seems to score big goals in big moments and it's it's just such a fun team to watch oh absolutely and Italiano has them playing so well and it's all vibes it's it's great and you know sometimes when you have these all vibe kind of teams when mm-hmm. you come up in big moments against big teams, they kind of get more reserved. Yeah. We didn't get that. And it was great. No. And it's exa- exactly what you want out of this exactly. Argentina team. When they play the big teams, they are not scared of you. They are going to no. punch you in the face and see how you react. Oh, and I mean, this is why I said what I said at the beginning, because – they really do come out of nowhere. I mean, they, on, on paper, they have no business be, beating this Napoli team, right? On paper. But they didn't just beat them. They, they, they really had a convincing performance. They won 3-1. That is a convincing game, convincing victory. Uh, and they took it to them at their house. That is absolutely impressive. Which leads me to my next sort of point. What is going on with this Napoli team? Well, I mean, Rudy Garcia is out. So right. we'll see what happens going forward. I mean, Anguisa got hurt. So that's not ideal. Um, right. But it just felt like they didn't have their best game. Kavara hasn't been the same player. And no, maybe no, that's not. a manager thing. Maybe that's like mm-hmm. a mental thing. He doesn't like Garcia. Right. So he isn't playing his best. Osman's not playing his best. So it's it's really interesting to see like what will happen like exactly i've yep. seen one they don't they haven't hired a coach yet as of this recording no um and conte is rumored i don't know how likely that That'd is be interesting but yeah. it does seem like 
De Laurentiis has like thrown a lot of shade at random like player <laughs> people. It's like he's throwing out your, Jose Enrique. He's like talking yep. bad about PSG and how they're not doing well. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not PSG. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my goodness. Just, you got to love it yeah. though. You got to love it. it I mean, know? it's great drama. Yeah. Love him for that. Um, Conte would be a great hire. Now, they don't really play a 3-5-2, so it's like no. what exactly it pro- it would be a great hire from a like history standpoint of Conte. Mm-hmm. Like, we know he wins. Exactly. From a formation standpoint, I don't know how they would make it work. But mm-hmm. it could be interesting. Like I don't know who else, like what other names they'd be considering. Um it's just so hard in the middle of the season. Oh, it is, especially given how... What was that? Maybe Mancini. I don't know what he's doing. That's an interesting one. Did he go somewhere? Isn't he in... Yeah, I thought he was... Wasn't he in Qatar or Saudi Arabia? Did he go there? Yeah. He might I thought so. I could be wrong. But I don't think he could put... Yeah, yeah, so there we go. So he's not coming back for for Napoli. Uh, (laughs) Especially given that he left because the FGIC uh, president was being a pain in his behind the whole time. So that's the that's the reason why he left. So I don't think he wants the Laurentiis to be his uh, boss. Uh, but Manch- I mean, as far as uh, not Mancini, sorry, uh, Conte, that would be an interesting one. Uh, primarily because I don't see how Conte's ego would perform with the Laurentiis as boss. Yeah, and I did just see. Yeah, like Conte is he is certainly someone you have to be able to just endure because he just complains yeah. and complains, 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 and it's he endless. Um, yep. He could have everything in the world and he's just going to keep complaining. Um, I just read uh, some article saying how Graham Potter would be um, a potential, which I think that would be a good good hire. Interesting. He's a good project kind of guy. And that's from okay. a Napoli standpoint, that could be, that could yeah. work. Um, yeah. Wow. He's That'd not, not Italian, up. so not great, but you know, still he's a good coach. Still an interesting pickup. I mean, I I, I didn't even consider him to be perfectly frank, just because of Same. I'm not quite sure the last time an English coach, well, coached in in a city. Ah, I don't I don't really know, honestly. Uh, but we'll see what comes of that. Uh, at the same time, I, I think we'd be missing something if we didn't talk about the game that Fiorentina had against Berenvaros. Uh, I'm totally butchering that name. Yes. Totally butchered that name. Uh, Disappointing, I would say. Very disappointing. They should have won. They barely got away with it. Yeah. (laughs) They they tied it the last second. Um, Yes, they did. They really should have. Yeah, they should have no issue winning that game. Um. But at the end of the day, they did get a point. Which they did. Isn't great, but you know, you're. I mean, you're at home. There's no excuses. You got you. No, no you, you got to have it done. So it's it's hard to watch see that result and see them score in the oh, last absolutely. second to get a tie um, at mm-hmm. home and then just go on the road to the Scudetto holders and That's take right. it to them, like. Now we're talking about the inconsistencies, happen? and and mm-hmm. that's Thursday football for you, like Europa <laughs> yeah. or Conference yeah. League. That is why it's so hard to be very competitive in the league when you play mm-hmm. on those Thursdays. It's such a hard no, that's true. schedule management, especially when you're a Fiorentina. You're not like as I mean, they made the final of Conference League last year, so right, they're used to it now. Com- for last year but from a consistency standpoint it takes a little bit to get used to especially since it's only the second week for champions league so you're not playing a ton of midweek fixtures yet and you're kind of just vamping up yeah i mean uh, they, they definitely missed they, they should have had that. i mean you look at the total shots in this game 27 they had 27 total shots that doesn't make any sense uh, you, you've got to you got to figure out how to better uh, and more accurately 
target that goal. Uh, they had six shots on target out of that. That is a poor conversion rate. Uh, yeah. They needed to do better. And then the, the, they almost had 60% of the possession in the game. Again, no reason why this game shouldn't have been a Fiorentina win, a uh, resounding win at that. Yeah. But it is what it is. They're in third place in their group right now. Still plenty of time to go, plenty of time to make a difference. You can still see them making it to the final and, and perhaps lifting the trophy if things uh, go right. Agreed. But uh, with that, any stories you'd like to uh, cover before we conclude this episode? My main one was the Napoli. And then, of course, Salernitana um, have fired their coach. And Pipo Inzaghi is it. Uh, my dude. Pipo Inzaghi is back. Yep. Back in Serie A, just not the, not the same way. Yeah, we'll see if he can keep uh, Salernitana up. Unlike what he could with Benevento. Well, let's uh, let's see. You know him uh, and his brother. Uh, now, who's going to be the better of the Inzaghi brothers? We'll, well see. Can he well, win we know a Coppa Italia? Coach. No, <laughs> he can not. Yeah. No, no, it's not the same. His brother's definitely the better. Uh, Simon is definitely the better of the two. Uh, but I would be um, I'd be remiss if if I didn't cover just this table currently because I look at it and honestly I could see this table ending up this way for the rest of the season. I could see this being actually the last week of the season. Milan, Inter, in first and second, Juve third, Fiorentina fourth, and then Napoli, Atalanta. Rounding out the last two spots. I don't think. I don't think Fiorentina has the long game to stay top four. But you can definitely see this table start to mold. You do. I do think the champion will be one of the Milan clubs or Juventus. I feel like you Mm -hmm. can say that most seasons. Um, But it does feel that way. Everything's trending in that direction. Um, Roma could go on a run. We've bashed yeah. them, but you know, they, they're only three points back of Napoli, six back You're of right. Fiorentina. And granted mm-hmm. they are, uh, we're eight games in, so it's not ideal. Um, but it seems like they've hit their form of mm-hmm. scoring goals, scoring lots of goals. And if they can do that against the big teams, maybe they can make a push to top four. Oh, I could totally see that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely share your concern as well about Fiorentina. Um, I do have that concern. I think they're gonna if they're gonna remain in the top four, they're gonna have to sacrifice the Europa League, uh, Conference League rather. They're gonna have to make a choice. I agree. Uh, but if they do, if if they sort of decide, you know what, it's it's actually more important to be in the top four, which you could see, right? Because I mean, you you sort of weigh Conference League versus Champions League, and you say, okay, well, uh, maybe let's get that Champions League spot, right? Uh, especially when Napoli is vulnerable and Atalanta aren't exactly playing their most consistent football. You could definitely see this this ending up uh, to being an exciting end of the season, uh, really. But uh, overall, uh, I, I we want to cover one more thing. Uh, as far as the bottom three spots here, what are we making of those three? I mean, do we, do we really see Pagliari, Salernitana, and Empoli being where they are for the rest of the season. I thought Salernitana would stay up. Mm-hmm. And I think Udinese goes down. Cagliari, yeah. Ranieri getting them back was a great story. Hopefully he can keep right. them up. That'd be a nice story as well. Um, I just don't think they have it. Salernitana just... They found a way to stay up last week, last year. So it's tough. You just got to get wins at some point. Same with the Udinese. That's why they're in the conversation. They just can't win games. Like It's great that they have so many draws, like they're not losing mm-hmm. games, but at some point, you got to win games. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, my guess would be Udinese, Empoli, and Cagliari go down. Yeah, it seems seems about, seems about right to me. Uh, that I, I can't really... Unfortunately, I can't say I disagree with any of those uh, picks. Hopefully, we'll be pleasantly surprised, but 
uh, the way it sort of seems still this league is struggling with maintaining any sort of consistency with the bottom half of the table, which is a shame, but maybe that'll be fixed or addressed in some way soon. Outside of that, we are through episode five. We did it. We're here. We did it. Yes. Another week in a bag. We, uh, I'd like to, to point out one thing. Episode four did not come out as planned, unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties. However, it will be uploaded. And uh, the rest of the episodes from now on will be on a regular schedule. Per usual, every Wednesday, you will see it in your podcast app of choice. Be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart Music app, whatever it is, we are everywhere. Follow and, and subscribe. Uh, that's right, Bobby. <laughs> you are on top. Just like Inter, yes, the consistency. Sir. Just like yeah. Inter, the consistency. Uh, I appreciate you joining me this week, like every other week. Uh, great conversation today. Hopefully, this season keeps going with its pace. Uh, unfortunately, this coming week, we have a break. We will still be here next week, though, right? Yes, sir. Every we'll be covering week, some of the here. upcoming games, right? Yes, sir. And honestly, if you take away one thing from this podcast, all I care about for Xander. <laughs> you know, ole, I totally did not ole, see that ole, coming. Ole. I did not see that coming. You know what? I'm going to mute you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to mute you, sir. Uh, I, I will mute you, okay? Uh, stand down. Uh, Forza Juve. Fino alla fine. Boo. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm good. I will Boo. mute you. Do, do not, do not. Boo. <laughs> uh, this is the end of another entertaining episode. Joining us, join us next week to see what else comes up, right? We might just keep booing each other. I might mute him. Maybe next Maybe. week I will mute him. I don't Maybe. know. We'll see. But thanks for joining us this week. Follow us, like Robbie said. We are everywhere. Literally everywhere. So thank you for coming in this week. Robbie, I'll see you next week. Ciao. Ciao, everyone.